If you've ever wondered what to put on your paperwork when you're non-conveying a patient, then this podcast is for you. My name's Liam, the author of the History Taking and ECG Pocketbooks, and I'm here to help you feel more confident on placement. So um, I was sat in a lecture back in my university days and the lecturer who was a paramedic of 20 odd years experience and very well respected amongst us all and was doing a lecture on patient assessment. It was one of the few lectures I actually felt like I benefited from was the patient assessment lectures. All the other ones like anatomy and physiology and research methodologies I used to find them quite boring, quite confusing. It wasn't really the best place for me to learn, I found. But the patient assessment ones, because I think they were so close to what you actually do on placement, I found really beneficial and helpful. And it's actually what you actually do in the job as well. Um, so I really enjoyed them. Anyway, a few of the students started asking questions in this, in this lecture, these what-if questions. Now, if you've spent any time at university as a student paramedic, I'm sure you'll know what questions I'm referring to. So they usually start with a what if. Um, For example, what if that cold is yellow fever? What if that headache is a subarachnoid hemorrhage? So basically it's what if, then fill in the blank of a nothing symptom and add on the worst possible and highly unlikely outcome of that symptom. And the lecturer, who's obviously had these questions countless times in the past, said something that stuck with me. Um, It was quite a well-known saying, looking back, but at the time, it was the first time I had actually heard this saying, so it stuck with me quite, um, stuck with me a lot. So the lecturer said, if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. And what he means was, if all the symptoms are pointing towards one diagnosis then it's probably that diagnosis and not the highly unlikely and often more severe diagnosis that it could be so for example if you're a 20 odd if you have a 20 odd year old patient who has a headache without any obvious red flag symptoms then it's probably a simple tension headache or a migraine and it's probably not a stroke The tension headache or the migraine being the horse in this situation and the stroke being the zebra. Now don't get me wrong, it could still be a stroke but if that tension headache or migraine headache has no red flag symptoms it's probably not, it's just a horse. So let's take this headache example and say Let's say our patient is a male in his 20s who's had a frontal lobe headache for one day alongside some cold-like symptoms. You've found that their OBS are all absolutely normal and they have no cranial nerve deficit, so they're fast negative, etc. In fact, you're probably happy with the whole thing. There is no abnormal findings and you're pretty happy that this is just an isolated headache with some causal-like symptoms. And you don't really want to take this patient to hospital. Sounds sensible. So now you've decided to leave this patient at home, what becomes a key piece of information is the worsening advice you give this patient, both verbally, in writing, and also what you document on your paperwork. So you're going with the horse diagnosis. We found a horse, we've heard the hooves of a headache, young person, fit and well, with no red flag symptoms, and we're going with the horse, not the zebra. Horse being a tension type headache, and the zebra being a stroke or subarachnoid hemorrhage, something more severe. 
Your paperwork now becomes key, um, a key bit of information to both you look after yourself and to protect your patient. So before you leave scene and you leave this patient at home with some self-care advice, some people just write gave worsening advice. As a, and this is a way to express that they've told the patient which red flag symptoms they need to look out for while they stay at home. Um, and if these symptoms develop, they need to ring an ambulance. So worsening advice given. But this this um, this saying, worsening advice given, it's not actually, it doesn't actually really cover your backside very much. It doesn't really protect your patient because what if your patient doesn't know what worsening advice is? So you need to be more specific, both when talking to your patient and on your paperwork. So instead of the worsening advice statement, you need to state exactly what these red flag symptoms that they need to be aware of are. And this does two things. It educates your patient and it also shows any reader of your PRF in the future that you've safely left this patient at home. And at the time of your assessment, these red flags were not present, which is a key piece of information. Sometimes, let's say that this patient um, did develop stroke-like symptoms after you've left them at home and then another ambulance comes out and they end up, they were having a stroke and they get thrombolized, etc. That PRF that you've done, because you've left that patient home, is probably going to get assessed by someone in management to see if you missed anything, basically. And if they can read this well-structured PRF that's left this really detailed worsening advice, then they can, they probably won't go any further than that, as long as you've done everything you need to do regarding assessment and you've documented it with this worsening advice. There's not really a reason for it to progress because at that time, there was no logical reason to consider a stroke as a preferred diagnosis. And the most sensible thing to do was self-care, stay at home, maybe even a referral to the GP. So that's why this is such an important piece of information to include on your PRF when non-conveying patients. So I want to share with you some of the most common red flag symptoms that I use in this instance on my paperwork. I usually scribble it down on a piece of paper and give it to the patient as well to make sure they're fully aware. So for a headache, um, here's some zebra trap questions. I call it zebra traps because what we're doing is we're diagnosing the horse with the tension headache, but we're also leaving some traps to in case there are any zebras there that need trapping. That's the way I like to remember it, zebra traps. So for headache, some zebra traps um, to consider are, so any signs of a stroke, so be detailed here. Use things, words like severe headache, blurred or altered vision, slurred speech or inappropriate word usage, inability to produce or understand speech, facial droop, any unilateral limb weakness, loss of coordination, confusion, um, numbness or altered sensation in face or limbs alongside the headache, uh, and any confusion, reduced level of consciousness. Now, some of this information doesn't really make sense if they're on their own, so it's sometimes a good idea to make sure they have somebody with them as well that can supervise them for 24, 48 hours to see if the symptoms um, get worse. Um, other symptoms you need to consider are, are things like meningitis. So we've got neck stiffness, foot phobia, non-blanching rash, fever, rigors, um, any fitting as well, so obviously headaches and seizures, there's a link there. Um, and one thing that's not well known is scalp tenderness, which actually, um, a headache that needs assessed in the hospital is called temporal arteritis. Give it a quick Google. But one of the symptoms is if your scalp's quite tender. So that's something to consider in this uh, section of your PRF as worsening advice. 
Now, as, alongside this, you can obviously put any action you've done regarding referring to your GP, which again, just safety nets that patient again, and any specific self-care advice you may wish to give, which might be over-the-counter paracetamol um, for the pain. And by doing that, you've left that really uh, detailed information that's gonna cover your backside, look after your patient the most, and hopefully make you feel more confident at leaving patients like this at home with headaches. So I'm going to cover a few more. A few more of these episodes are going to be the zebra trap type episodes I'm going to do them for the next few weeks. So tune in for next week and the week after. I'm going to do chest pain, breathing difficulties, things um, of that nature, which are going to cover. And I'm going to cover these safety netting questions um, from them as well. So what I'll do is I'll pop these notes, um, these safety netting questions that I use. Oh, sorry, I say questions, I mean that, them red flag symptoms they need to account for pop them in the show notes some people will cut and paste this in so they'll have them stored in the notes on the phone or wherever and they can use it as a prompter to um to make sure they're not going to miss anything in this situation it's like a bit of a prompt for worsening advice with headaches just a few things um some few resources that i've got for you guys that you might be interested in i've got a free ecg pdf download that i'll leave in the show notes which shows you how to spot a normal ecg if you're new to ecg interpretation it's a great place to start so if you're interested in that um, click the link in the show notes download it for completely free